Hey guys, this is Peter Hurley from the Headshot Crew, and you are listening to the Angry Millennial Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Bocafire.com. Bocafire is a better way to rent professional DSLR lenses. With 30-day rentals, unlimited swapping, free shipping, and free insurance coverage, Bocafire is the best deal around. Use any Pro, Canon, or Nikon lens for your DSLR camera with no return dates and no stress. Keep it as long as you want. When you're done, send the lens back using the prepaid shipping label and swap it for your next one. Offering all the most popular Canon and Nikon lenses, including primes, zooms, telephotos, and a lot more. Use the coupon code ANGER15 to get 15% off any Bocafire membership. Valid now through July 2016, only at Bocafire.com. What's going on, AM Nation, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Show, where we chat with creatives and entrepreneurs about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, the ugly. This week, we're recording live from WPPI in Vegas with some of the most talented photographers from around the country. Today, we have wedding photographer Joe Busink. Joe, thanks for coming out. Hey, thank you for inviting me. No, of course. So, you know, let's let's get right into it. Tell us a bit about, you know, how you started. You know, were you always creative? I know a lot of people, if you're a photographer, there were graphic designers, there were painters, yeah, and you yeah, just kind of yeah. have that evolution. How, yeah. how was it for you? A little different for me. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is my third hat in life. I started nice. as a record company vice president and, and wow. then moved on to that to uh, working on my PhD in psychology. And um, a couple of years into the program, uh, I... I took a shot of my son nursing on his mother, and I was blown away by it. I've seen that. It's a beautiful image. Oh, my gosh, right. So I'm supposed to feel excited about it. It was my family. But there was something really compelling about the image that I had to study for a second. And I really looked at it for a while, and I realized, you know what? It's it's This is a moment, a private moment between two people, and I had inserted myself in the middle of it, and Mm -hmm. it was so powerful to me that I became witness to this really private moment between two human beings that Mm -hmm. I said, wow. It was overwhelming for me, yeah, and um, I decided I wanted to pursue it, so I said, well, how how can I do that, you Mm -hmm. know, and and, and people said, well, why don't you try photography first? And, and mind you, I was working three part-time jobs to put myself through school. I was a research assistant at the uh, university. I was also a teaching assistant uh, for one of the professors. Nice. And then I worked in a photo lab, of all wow. things. I processed black and white film, color film. I, I printed Cibachrome, Type-C, Type-R, uh, you know, black and whites. I did all of that. I was this guy's fireman. He used to call me the fireman. <laughs> when someone was sick, they threw Joe into the job. So then I decided, you know, one day, I said, okay, let me try on the other side of it. So right. this is this was this defining moment for me where I saw this image and I said, I, I have to figure out how I can do this. And by coincidence, I happened to have been at two friends' weddings, mm-hmm. almost back-to-back, a couple of weeks apart. Right. And I remember both times saying to myself, I wish I had a camera in my hand. And it, it was not that the person that was shooting it was bad. It's that they spent two hours doing formals. 
And they wow. missed the entire story that was unfolding behind them, right? Yeah. And I said, yeah. man, that's what you ought to document. But remember, this was the time of Hasselblad, setting mm-hmm. up lights and mm-hmm. strobes and uh, power packs and all those things. Treating and, it and like and a vanity fair. Yeah. <laughs> and I was always inspired by the likes of Henri Cartier-Bresson, mm-hmm. Robert Duano, Robert Frank, all these great 1940s, 50s photojournalists and the way they captured moments. Mm-hmm. And I said, wouldn't a client love to see their albums 20 years later and go, my gosh, Esther Flipping too. I remember what I was feeling in this moment or I remember what I was thinking in this moment. I said, man, that would be so powerful and that's what I want to do. And of course, the minute I started on that road, Mm -hmm. I had photographers telling me that I I was a flash in the pan. I wouldn't last but six months. And so here's 20 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. So when was that in your life um, that you decided to... You know, uh, 1995. Wow, was my first wedding. Wow, yeah. So not not that long ago, like you said. You, no, I was 45. You had amassed so much life experience. Yeah, and and you had done so many different things. That, That's right. That really enabled you to appreciate. Yeah, you know the art and and what went into it. And it goes a little further. Uh huh. So check it out. Um. Yeah, psychology is my background. I was about to say, so I'm going, that definitely helps. <laughs> why am I so moved by these amazing moments that I'm witnessing? I'm the first guy to cry at the wedding. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm pathetic. <laughs> the brides are making fun of me for crying out loud. Right, right. um, but and, and so I started delving into that, and I realized my childhood was a really rough, nasty childhood mm. that I had growing up, right? So I was really abused. And I really never saw the love between a mother and a father or a man and a woman. And I realized, my gosh, you know, every time I'm at a wedding, I'm healing the little five-year-old in me just a little wow. more. Wow. Because I'm witness to two people getting together, a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. A man and a man. Doesn't right. matter yeah. to me. Yeah. Same, same. And the love that I feel, not just from the two of them, but from both families, the community's first time coming together usually at a wedding, right, right is yeah. like amazing to me. And I feel really honored to be present in those moments and i feel like oh my gosh i'm now a witness to something that's really really incredible and Mm -hmm. powerful and each time i walk away where i feel so good about having been there so it's never been a job to me and and again it's definitely healing for me to witness people that in love you know the tear and the the groom reaching out and wiping that tear i i know i was never witness to that as a child right Right. So, so yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of times, as especially as portrait photographers, right, where you're dealing with people, uh, everyone says it. You're, you know, you're like like Peter Hurley, right? Another another uh, colleague, where he says, you know, well, I forget, ninety percent uh, therapist, ten percent photographer, and that's right. kind of how it is. It's true because to have that dynamic, when you really think about taking someone's portrait. It's a very intimate thing. Yeah, it is. And and especially if you do it on the day of your wedding, right? That right. One, hopefully, yeah. one day in your life yeah. that you want um, that memory of. Yeah. And you you like you said, you insert yourself in, in that. It's it's a really big deal. It is a big deal. And and that I find amazing that you had you going for your PhD in psychology. Yeah. And then it's like let me let me draw my hand in photography. I'm still going through my PhD. In right. <laughs> Right at every wedding, I do that because people don't realize that as, as wedding photographers, you, you're you're a fireman, mm-hmm. right? You, you got to put out fires when there's fires, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you're a coordinator because mm-hmm. when you see the light going and the bride's not ready yet, you kind of coordinate, and make sure she realizes that she's about to miss the light, and right. there right. goes the shot. Mm-hmm. And you're a psychologist because there are at times those family dynamics. Ooh, we're gonna get into those, yeah. yeah. And not even so much that as it is the bride. She's 
a lot of times tense. Mm -hmm. It's a very special moment for her. She's nervous, she's anxious. And then when I come in and I hold her hand, it's the most powerful thing that I've ever witnessed. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So I know as a, as a professional, you've had a great working relationship with Canon as an explorer of light, which quite honestly is the most badass name for a sponsored shooter. It's so cool. <laughs> I, I was uh, another brand's uh, ambassador prior to Canon's, right. but I'll tell you, this name just totally got me, you know. <laughs> I said, wow, Explorer of Light, this yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of like, like it. Everyone's a really suave photojournalist. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> so tell me, how, how did that kind of come about? Uh, for you well and so i was shooting another this is when digital first started uh coming about Mm -hmm. and i'm still shooting film and i saw everybody kind of jumping ship on film and moving to digital and at some point i had these friends of mine that were great photographers saying dude how come you're not shooting digital i mean Mm -hmm. you're going to be left in the dust and and i've always been one to want to differentiate myself Mm -hmm. it's not about being better or worse than somebody i just don't i just want to be different right Right. how do i separate myself from everybody else Mm -hmm. Uh, because honestly speaking Speaking, the people that are artists, the people that can afford the art, they are always looking for something that's different. They don't want the run of the mill that, you know, they want something completely different. So I've always had that mindset that I need to be different. And so whenever I get this push from all these people saying, dude, you got to go digital, man, you're going to be left behind. I said to them, look, at the end of the day, if all of you in the world have gone digital and I'm the only moron left <laughs> shooting film, I'll be different. Yeah, and I'm yeah. going to tell you straight up, I'll be different. Okay. As a matter of fact, I just shot a, a wedding in Paris and uh, it's all black and white film and it's in the rain and it's spectacular. Oh, it looks beautiful. like it was shot in the 40s. It's oh, so crazy beautiful. That's awesome. And can digital do it? Well, I'm sure that they, they emulate it because right. there's actions and all of that set us. I love digital because right. it allows me freedom that I don't have with film. Right. A, I can't, and I I tried looking on the back of my film camera, you know, like I panicked when I first got there and I said, my God, I'm shooting at a quarter of a second at 2.8. And I looked at the back of the camera and realized there is no window on that camera, Joe. It's a film camera. Yeah. Um, but to shoot at 16,000 ISO, which I was stuck with 400 film, it's mm-hmm. like crazy. I had to improvise, which that's the part I like. Right. Right. And like you said, it keeps on your toes. I seem to work better when I'm stressed out. I get yeah. more creative under a lot of stress. All right. I figure things out really quickly. If it's mapped out for me, it's like they want me to see the venue and see the lighting on that day. It doesn't work for me because I want to come in totally like unknowing. Right. Let me find the light. You right. know, let me find the light that day, not two weeks before. Right. It doesn't matter to me because it changes. No, exactly. It. And, and I, I've shot some weddings and, and it's the same thing. People will tell you, you can prepare as much as you want, but weddings a lot like editorial work and anything on on location. Yeah, it's Murphy's law. That like it on is the day, absolutely hundred percent. Anything goes. Anything and, goes. And it's it's like you said, it's a matter of you can adapt. Listen, and can you get it done? Yeah, Paris and all sudden rain. I wasn't ready for the rain part. No. I, w- I would have brought faster <laughs> film, dark right. on it. But uh, okay, you have to make do, and it was fun. It was a right, lot of fun. Right. So uh, I know for me, uh, as a Nikon shooter, that Canon has been doing a lot over the f- last few years. With listening to the feedback of their their working professionals, yeah, and you know, and kind of what they want out of their cameras. I mean, how has that been for you and like your workflow with your gear? Have you because if you were at the, um, I believe you were the mm. breakfast earlier, I was, and and um, people were saying like I always wanted X, and I annoyed people for years. And they finally actually listen. And that's yeah. the best thing. You it's, know? it's true. Canon is that company that where they listen to what we professionals that utilize the gear mm-hmm. have to say about it, what we would like, what we didn't like. 
Uh, and they're always open and they always make changes. They always do that right. they, from day one. So that's one thing that I'm really, as a matter of fact, tomorrow I have a, an in, not so much an interview, but it's, it's an hour Q and a with one of the heads of their tech department. Oh, nice. And, uh, he's going to ask me what I like about it, what I want to see next. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is how they do that. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, for you're asking me, yeah, we'd like to know what you would like to see next. I right. mean, more than likely the rest of you would. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and and I think that's that's amazing. Yeah, you know, it is. to hear that from a manufacturer. It's pretty incredible, man. That is, at the, they're they're pretty huge. Yeah, they're beyond. Like they really don't need to ask this little dude exactly. over here, explorer exactly. of light, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, how long have you been coming to to WPPI? And congrats on the recent Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, right? yeah, that's, thank you so much. Awesome. That's pretty cool. That was a pretty cool move. Yeah. Uh, 2001, I think, was my first year coming here. Wow. Yeah. So nice. I've been doing it a few years already, like five, <laughs> yeah. six years. And then someone said, you need to come to this convention. And I said, uh, really? Uh, what are they going to do? Show lighting? I'm the guy with the 35 millimeter that everybody hates. Right, right. right? So, But I decided to come and, and I entered some competitions and got some cool awards out of it. Nice. Been speaking ever since. And yeah, now all of a sudden lifetime achievement, which is yeah, great. That's amazing. Have you like... um what are some other shows you do throughout the year, or, or is WPPI like your? Main no, one? it's it's PPA, the Nationals mm-hmm. for them. Um, you know, Imaging USA. There, there are others, but I'm mostly out of the country as well. So, it, it, as a matter of fact, next month I go to Argentina. I hit South Africa in September. Wow. I, do, I think I'm doing Brazil again in Peru. And it's all for weddings. It's it's speaking. Uh, yeah, oh, for speaking. their national oh, okay. convention. So mm-hmm. I speak. Uh, uh, I'm the inspirational track i'm not so much the techie track you know <laughs> there's plenty of techie tracks out there right. so whenever i speak it and i end up in an inspirational motivational track so Good. and Good. that's what i do I, I what i tell people what i talk about is that the most important thing about photography is who you are right and when i first say that people scratch their head and they go well, what the heck are you talking about <laughs> isn't it F stop. I said, no, F stop. You need to know your F stop from a stop, a bus stop. But, uh, you know, that part's cool. But right. man, you, people never really think who they are and how that affects their work. If they understand that, mm-hmm. why they're doing it, like in the way that I did, mm-hmm. find out my childhood and how it's so related right. to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, when you understand it and you can come from that place and identify it, it, it opens up so many avenues because right. you're open to so many different things. So right. I let people know, like, look, it's not just about that moment. It's about how I feel about that moment. Mm-hmm. And when you look at a print that's in a gallery, it's not just the photographer or you. It's also what's in the subject matter, right? right. So it's it's a conversation. It's a triangular conversation between the subject matter, the photographer took it, and the viewer. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting dialogue. And oh, I yeah. love it. I love watching it when yeah. people are in galleries. No, it's true. I mean, there was... We went to um, Jaleel King and Mike Alibach. So Mike Alibach is a wedding photographer. Um, Jaleel is a, a street portrait photographer. And they had a talk uh, for Bay Photo and Pro Photo uh, yesterday morning. And one of the things he talks about was storytelling marketing. Yeah. And one of the first things he said was, know your own story. Yeah. Because like you said, as soon as you know you're comfortable with yourself yeah. and you're realistic and yeah. you're honest with yourself, yep. that then you can connect 100% agree. Your client that, 100%. that much more. Yes, you know? 100% agree. Right. Totally. And it's it's tough, you know, especially when you're younger. I mean, for you, you yeah, started out later in life. Yeah. And, and like yeah. you said, I think the reason why it helped you 
kind of have the immediate success you had uh, is that you were comfortable in your own skin. You yeah. knew you had a lot of life experience. Yes. Where when people pick up a camera at 18 in art school, yeah, it's, it's a really little different. Tough. Yeah. 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 It's really tough. So uh, even though I'll be honest, even though I've been a huge proponent of marketing, it's only in the last few years that I realized how much fun and productive these kind of things can be. Yeah. You know, so I, this is cool. Yeah. You, you know? reach a lot of people with this. Right. which is great. Right. And it's, you know, and that's a big part of it is like you said, you, you can, you can look at it in terms of like work or you can look at it in terms of, I get to have fun and hang out with the photographers and meet yeah. new people. That's and right. That's, that's, that's really right. fun. No, that's it's, really it's fun. great. So you have, uh, when I was checking out your work, I got to say, you have an amazing editorial style to your uh, bride and groom shots. Yeah. And I mean, that's a style that, that I always kind of go with when I shoot my weddings because I'm primarily a model photographer, like a portrait photographer. So you know, when I started doing, you know, editorial work and other stuff, I took that to the weddings. But one of the things that is kind of tough, I guess the biggest struggle is really finding the time to give things your your look or or the way mm. you want to do it. Because like we said, there's days where nothing's going right. There's days where you are dealing with the family dynamic. You're dealing with the uh, coordinator. You're dealing with so many moving parts mm -hmm. in a wedding day that it really can be hard and and how so how is it that you like how do you command the attention from the bride and groom that you need on days when coordinators don't respect your time or or anything like that well remember it's i'm looking for moments and mm -hmm. when i shoot people portrait sessions as well in terms of the wedding it's it's capturing the essence of the person in the moment Mm -hmm. That means shooting it quickly right. because the more you mold the client into right. what you think she should look like, right, right, right. the more it becomes about you mm -hmm. and not about them right. at all. Right. So I might have the camera on the table here, not even ready, and I'm having a conversation. And while we're relaxing and chilling a little and we're talking, I grab and I yeah. fire one frame, I put it back down again. Yeah. It's not a shoot. Right. So the way I approach it is very relaxed. And I just want to capture the essence of who she is. So I want her to be relaxed. If right. I form her and I say, now, drop your elbow. Okay, wait, turn your chin this way. And I know you have to do that for portrait sessions mm -hmm. in studios. A lot of people right. do that. Not on a wedding day. Right. I, I, I want to I get the honesty of who they are. That's mm -hmm. what I want, right? And so the only way to elicit is shoot as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the least amount of... Posing. I mean, I can spend five, ten minutes in a session and get amazing portraits of the bride. Amazing portraits. So I have, I have to say, the, the way you were describing it, it, like you said, it, it goes against what a lot of people expect, mm. right? Mm -hmm. How many times you probably would would see an aunt or a mother going, "You're you're missing it. Why aren't you shooting?" Right? No, and, I know. I've seen and, that. And you probably have to be the most zen person in the building to go, nah. Yeah, yeah, but relax. I'll tell you how I get zen. Yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. I'm the second shooter on all my jobs. No way. Yeah. Most people hire second shooters. Yeah. No, no, no. I hire primary shooters. Let them do the mouthing, oh, the talking, and yeah. let everybody go, oh, wow, that's a photographer. And then let me be this lowly guy in the background <laughs> with a lens, long so lens. You, you Kaiser Soze them. Totally, 100%, <laughs> man. Listen, when Aunt Harriet goes onto the dance floor and says to Uncle Henry, Henry, get the photographer to take our photo. She, he starts to walk towards me and she screams, Henry, no, the other one, the real one. 
I say, yeah, mama, go to the other one. That's what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, I have to do that. And it's so funny because that's me. I, I, I do weddings, but I, ah, you know, I, I never liked, like all that. Yeah. So I always, I'd rather second shoot. I'll second shoot. It's cool. You it's do, the, it's the best. Stuff. It's the best. Because I hired second shooters, mm-hmm. you know, and I said to myself, wait a minute, no one bugs them. They get the images that I want to grab. And in the meantime, I've got mom pulling my ear to the table of all her girlfriend from high school to take the photo. And I'm going, but that's not my gig, man. Right. So I said, why didn't I think of this before? What took me so long? Hire primary shooters and become the second shooter. That is genius. Yeah. So and, and mom knows I'm the the dude. Right. The bride knows I'm the dude. It, it doesn't matter. The rest yeah. don't need to know I'm the dude. Oh Let them God. go to the other guy. My mind was just blown. And look, if you look at Jessica, she's going, damn it, that's so that's so genius. It's, but how simple is that, right? Just oh, a just a flip of the just switch. Like, that's I just a psychologist. In it, you, is, bro. it is, bro. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's fun. I feel like he just he just dropped a wax poetic. He just wax poetic on me, you know. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Change in perspective. So let me ask you, if that's the case, yeah. do you have steady first so weird saying yeah. that, that you work with? Yeah. yeah. So they last about six years and then they move on. And yes. I want them to. You know, right. I yeah. we're still friends and I want them to move on to their and they're successful and they all do their own thing. And then mm-hmm. I get the next one that comes in and I find them in colleges. Uh, and the reason and when I say colleges, photography, schools, right. colleges. Yeah, yeah. And the reason is that they're taught how to pose, how to light. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I don't yeah. want a photojournalist at all. That's you. That's me. <laughs> so I hire the opposite. I right. hire the, the person that says, okay, everybody, get the group together. Hey, get the assistant over here to light me over. I mean, ah, do that, man. Do that. I'm off in the other room, man. <laughs> I have to shake your hand. Because <laughs> every time that happens, this yeah. is me going, why am I shooting weddings? Yeah. When, when that happens, I'm like, this is no longer Yeah, fun. I know. I know. And after 20 years, it's easy for me to be able to say that too if I stuck to the way people right. were doing it, right? right? And if I didn't uh, feel it was my passion anymore and it was a job, right? Um, then it would have been a drag because oh, people man. burn out quickly. Oh, hell yeah. It's, Especially in weddings. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's tough. It's, it's, not, it's not an it's easy big, gig. It's a big machine for yeah. sure. So what's, um, well, let's just, you know, switching gears, what's the biggest thing you kind of got up the, in the pipeline that you can actually talk about? that you're coming up? Um, I'm I'm part of this new uh, platform called Snapshots. That's going to be pretty ridiculous. It's, 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 uh, if you knew what Pictage was, they, they uh, stored images for the photographer. They Mm -hmm. sold the images and they shared the images on their platform. Well, Snapshots is like that, but on steroids. Uh, (laughs) It's pretty ridiculous. We're on Apple TV now. We have our app up. Yeah. And so the bride's now able to look on her iPhone or her smartphone and, and actually order prints and so can her guests order prints off of the phone. Wow. It goes right to Bay Photo. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous what we're doing right now. And it's just, it was uh, here at WPPA that we uh, announced it and released oh, okay. it. So it's Snapshots 1.0 right now, but it's going to be exciting. That's awesome. I'll yeah. definitely check that out. Yeah, do, you it. Know? do it. So uh, are there any personal projects that you've been working on? Any- um, my kids. They're, nice. they're always personal projects to me. I yeah. love them so much, you know. So the spread is ridiculous. My oldest son is 44. My youngest is 10. Wow. Then I have a son at 22, a daughter at 18, a granddaughter at 19, and a granddaughter at 20. That was- <laughs> My 10-year-old boy gets his nieces around says, hey, I'm the uncle. You got to do what I say. Oh my God, stop. It is the that best. Is it is absolutely... And they giggle, they laugh, they go... This is too cool. Yeah. My uncle is like trying to run my show, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it, it is the sweetest thing. They're, it's awesome. It's that's an awesome. Great. Yeah. Any, anything, everything for the fam. You know. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I'm uh, I'm the youngest of three. Yeah. Uh, similar, not not that bad, not that big of a spread. The spread, but, yeah. Uh, my sister's ten years older than me, and my brother is seven years older than me. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so we know that I was a mistake, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, we're good, we're good. There yeah. wasn't cut. No. no. Yeah. I hear you. I hear. You. That's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. So that's that's it. It's, uh, that's my personal projects. I I uh, did a book uh, a while back called Autism Heroes. Two of my kids are on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. and I gave back, and that was two years of shooting families that had kids on the spectrum to bring it to light and to make other people, other families feel comfortable about what they're about to face. Because when I first had my 22 year old diagnosed with that, uh, no one knew what the heck it was or or if it did, it wasn't, it wasn't really that well known. And we were like, looking like we were going to an AA meeting. Everybody was having a cup of coffee and a cigarette because we didn't know what we were doing there, you know, at the hospital. But, um, so things like that where money was not, uh, talked about it was mm-hmm. it was for the love of it right so i shoot for the love of things to keep me fresh right because that is it the shooting part is my passion and and i'm really fortunate that i'm making a living at this but mm-hmm. how i keep myself fresh is to do things that uh, no one has to pay me money for right and that's right uh, people like i don't think some of them realize you know that Personal projects are what keep you going. Oh, absolutely. In a sense, oh, you know? yeah. It recharges your batteries, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've gotten to a point, and I'm only been shooting for 10 years, but even in my career where I sat there and said, if I'm not being, getting paid, I'm not picking up my camera. And the second that came out of my mouth, I was disgusted. Yeah. I, was I like, know. That's not cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it was, it was, that's when I kind of said, all right, you have to start doing personal projects every now and again. Yeah. And, and it, like you said, you do them for nothing. Yeah. Easy. It's for the love of it. For the love of it. And, yeah. and if you can transition to some paid work, great. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't. You know, and I think that's really important. So we're going to get a little deep. We're yeah. A little deep. So last three questions. What is the biggest risk you've taken in your professional career? When I started, yeah. I put everything on credit cards Oof. because I went on a women and prayer and no one helped yeah, and it was on me, and I had part-time jobs that I was no longer in school, so I lost part-time jobs, and um, it became difficult. So I had to go with my instinct and my gut to tell me that I was on the right track because this was my passion, and mm-hmm. somehow I'm going to make this work. Right, and uh, uh, close to starving, <laughs> everything maxed out on credit cards, and people telling me along the way, "You're not going to make it," you right. know. So I'm an Aries. So I'm friggin' stubborn and I'm also like a go-getter. Yeah. Um, so I went after it. I just had to believe in myself enough to say that I'll figure this out somehow. But right. it was tough. Yeah. And the tough part in the beginning also was I had an idea of how I wanted to photograph wedding, which was photojournalistic in nature. Mm-hmm. That said, people, when they first came to me, were asking me for where are the formals, you know. And so I started producing formals on the next couple of gigs. Mm. Lo and behold, I was showing formals. So every time they hired me, they expected all those darn formals and not so much of the PJ stuff. And I'm going, wait, now I'm doing exactly what I don't want to do. Right. So I decided to just only show the work that I loved, which was really hard because I yeah. turned off a lot of people that, say, were, yeah. that, that were into the traditional mm-hmm. photography and the right to do so. That, that was their taste. Right. But I started attracting the people the ones that hired me that loved what I do. Right. They were exactly of the same mindset. Mm -hmm. So then it became a no brainer. And that's why I say now 
when I the way that I pitch and who I am and when they book me based on that mm-hmm. and my work, obviously, um, we're reading the same book and we're on the same page. So I right. never have to think, how am I going to satisfy mom or the bride? Because they're already happy with what I showed them. Mm-hmm. So that means the only person I got to satisfy when I go to the job is me. Mm-hmm. And what an amazing job that is, right? So yes. that's why I say is if you do your passion... Um, it, I know it's hard. I mean, I know it's hard, and I know people have to think about putting food on the table and all that, but be true to yourself. Find out who you are, why you really want to do this, and which part of you is satisfied the most when you do it. Right. And recognize it, and then come from that place. Sell that part. Yeah. You can sell yourself three ways. You can sell yourself as a commodity, mm-hmm. strictly based on price. That's right. where most people are. Yeah. Hey, I can beat A. I'll, I'll knock it down 200 below him, and uh, you know, hopefully you get the job. You can sell yourself as a service. I provide books. I'll, I'll give you a slideshow. I'll do all those things. Or what I do, I endeavor to do this every time, sell an experience. And when you sell the experience, man... There's nothing like it because right. it's, you know, it's carte blanche. At that point, the bride kicks back, here's the money, do what you showed me, that's all I want from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I'm free to do whatever I want because that's what I show her is what I want to do. Right. And I think that's, that's something that, I, like you said, early on you struggled with it. Right? I, d- I did. Early on you went where the market, or where the money Where went. people were saying right. that's where I needed to go. Right. Yeah. And and then you you kind of owned it, but for some people it's really hard to get there. Yeah. And like you said, with the pressures, I and mean, I have two kids of my own, and the pressures to say, "Hey, you got to provide, man." Yeah. You know, like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and and I hate to get stereotypical with gender roles, but to say you're a man, you're supposed to provide. Yeah. You know, like, and and you're you're taking this huge risk. Yeah. But what's really great is as artists when you see people. Uh, I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's an experience thing. But when you get to that level, like where you said, listen, I'm confident enough that I'm going to do things I like. Yeah. But the things that I like with my taste and my experience and my style, people are going to like. Yeah. But like you said, I only have to make me happy. Right. And if I'm happy, they'll be happy. Yeah. You won't, you won't Not get everybody. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. You won't get everyone. Yeah. But it's true. But yeah. And yeah. and then and in the day, like you know. You're that much happier because of it. Yeah, in the beginning when I didn't do it that way, I was miserable. Yeah. So I was shooting stuff that I didn't want to shoot that I wanted to get from under and never wanted to start that way, but I was trying to get the food on the table. Right. So I was trying to just get the gigs, whatever it took to get the gigs. And if right. she said, "You got here's three pages with 150 setups mm. of shot lists, uh, I, I would do them. And I would go, why am I doing this? This is the part I hate to do. I, I, and now I'm the guy missing those shots behind me mm-hmm. that I saw that guy do when I first saw that wedding uh, of my friends. So right. um, I think it's really important. You got to do what you love. And if it's traditional photography, then by all means, yeah. you know, yeah. and then Tweet pitch it. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But if you're a PJ shooter and you want to be hands off and not have to control all that stuff and you end up doing it, you won't last long. You'll burn yeah. out because you, yeah, you'll sure. hate doing it. Right, right. And and it's sad to say when you when you already took the jump to be an artist, why would you then go backwards and go yeah. back to something you hate? Yeah. Go get a fucking job as an accountant. You right. know what I mean? There, like, there it is. Uh, so what would you say is your biggest fear creatively? Getting stale. Yeah. You know, not not growing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I'm a believer that till the day I go and I'm not here anymore, I will never get it right. I will keep pushing the envelope mm-hmm. and continue to create work that I haven't seen me do before. And I will never get it right. Because I think the minute someone says to themselves, 
that's it. I've just hit Nirvana. <laughs> your time is up as yeah, a creative artist. For sure. You're 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 done. Yeah. So as long as I don't get to say that and I keep myself in check mm -hmm. to make sure I might like that print, but hey, next year I might not like it. So I always hold reservation. And yeah, I have prints that I've shot 15 years ago that I'm still madly in love with, but that's the one that, you know, the test of time mm -hmm. told me that's a pretty good print that I made, right, a right, good right. image. So we got to have some of those, but you can't rest on your laurels. No, you know, it, is, it doesn't work. Not at all. Uh, Recently in, in December, I went to Seattle and I recorded with uh, Chase Jarvis. And, oh, yeah. You know, he's a guy who is still a photographer in his own yeah. right, but he obviously has kind of transcended in a way and went a little bit bigger with, with his goals. And, you know, I asked him, I go, you know, when's the last time you were just like, you know, really scared? And he's like, dude, yesterday at one thirty in the morning. Yeah. You know, like, right. Like that. And, and it's funny. He mentioned something. I forget who he spoke to. I don't know if it was the founder of LinkedIn, Reid Hoffman, or, or I forget who it was, but. But they, he, he was like saying, uh, fear never goes away. It right? doesn't. It just gets it's how you pointed it. Different yeah. Things. Yeah. But it's also how you integrate it. Right? right. I mean, my first fear photographically was when Annie Leibovitz hired me to shoot her sister's wedding. Wow. I think I was one year into the game. And I Shut said, up. oh, what? Because she called me and she says, hi, this is Annie. And I said, right. Okay. Who's pulling my chain? <laughs> Come on. What do you, who's this? No, Listen, Joe, this Johnson, is, stop calling this my is house. Annie Leibovitz. <laughs> but anyway, so she said, um, she was given wrong information. She was given my number for a videographer from the oh studio my. that she shoots at, uh, in LA. And, uh, when I picked up, she said, what camera she shoot with? And I told her the camera. She said, no, no, no. What video cameras? I said, no, I'm a still photographer. Said, oh my gosh. No, I'm the photographer at my sister's wedding. So, you know, I need a videographer. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. It's not me. And then I thought about it for a second after I hung up and I put a trifold piece together with my images hey, it's your sister's wedding. You want to schmooze with her and the family. I'd be happily doing this for you. Right. And she called me up that day. She got it. I FedExed it to her. And she goes, well, that was kind of gutsy on your part. I, yeah. I, I kind of like that. And she yeah. said, so how much do you charge? I said, 1500 She goes, wow, wedding photographers make that much? I said, yeah, we're pretty good, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I love her so much. And she's 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 a she's a hero so to yeah. me, right? She's incredible what she's done in photography for oh, us. Yeah. So that said, okay, you're on. Yeah. And then I'll just be the maid of honor and uh, lo and behold, she just wasn't the maid of honor because on the day of the wedding all of a sudden, this deuce and a half truck pulls up. These guys jump out. A, a, a generator comes out, 2,000-foot power cords. These guys assemble these huge things and in the middle of the beach and running lights. The bride's running. Her sister's running with the hair blowing in the wind. I went, holy crap. I started shooting the whole thing with yeah. Annie doing this huge fashion shoot. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I had so much fun. Oh, my God. But needless to say, you know, she... Because of the, my style of shooting, I was shooting black and white, slow drag of the shutter. She'd hear that thing go click, click. And then, Joe, Joe, if that shutter goes off like that, dude, I need you to shoot a lot more because I'm a little nervous now. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it was like that, that hold the breath behind my neck and the, the peering over my shoulder. I was, <laughs> your, Jesus, your, man, your dude, I can't red. do this. Yes, I, <laughs> ah. So that was my one panic moment. But she loved the photos enough that, she hired me the following year to shoot her cousin's wedding on her property in New York. So I said, wow. okay, I did okay. Yeah. But after that, like, pff, what? Steven Spielberg? Pff, piece of cake. 
Yeah. And like you said, it it's that's that's trial by fire. Yeah. If you're one, you're shooting any Leibowitz in any Whoa. capacity. Yeah. And and you know, when when it's someone you idolize and someone that's your hero, it, right. it's that much harder to you know be under that scrutiny to mm-hmm. not sweat bullets a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I was sweating bullets, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So uh maybe this will maybe this will be a good transition. What is it you name your most meaningful moment in your career thus far? Because hmm. to me that was a pretty cool one. I'll give you one. Sure. Usually, I I, uh, I kind of interview people on the phone to see whether or not they can afford my price. I try not to give my prices out on my right. website or on the phone. But so if they tell me Beverly Hills Hotel, you know, four hundred right. people, I go, I don't need to tell them nothing. Right. They can afford me. Yeah. But if they tell me Il Cello Restaurant for the, thirty the VFW, I, I think I might <laughs> tell you. You know, I start my packages start at eighty five hundred or ten grand, whatever it is. Right. So in comes this beautiful Hispanic girl. She's sitting in front of me by the third print that I show. She's weeping. She's got and wow. I have. That that happen. I, I yeah. people get connected to the work and they start crying. So I'm, I'm I'm flattered and I go, oh, I'm so glad that the work speaks to you in that way. That means we're really connected, you know. My God, what a great fit! I'm doing the whole spiel with her. She goes and smiles with the tears still rolling down her face, and she goes, you know, yes. And I just realized that you're way out of my price range. And I went. Oops, how did we, I miss that one? Yeah. So I missed that one somehow on the phone. So I said, So tell me, what, what's your budget? And she said, 1500. Oh my God. And I said, I'm exactly 1500. Oh, that's awesome. I, you see, I have to do stuff like that because. I do this because I love to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's the best wedding I ever shot. And it was in the backyard. Mom cut flowers off the bushes for the table setting. She made tortillas herself. They had zero money to do this with. And I had to do it. It was the absolute best wedding I ever shot because they allowed me in to see moments because they loved me so much because they knew darn well. She knew well afterwards, she said, I know you were way more than that, but because you did that for us, we we love you. You're like family to yeah. us, right? You'll, so you'll probably shoot their kids' quinceanera. I did actually <laughs> shoot the, the the birth of her child. Yes, wow. but that's why I do this. And so yeah. for me to to be a stickler about this is about money. It's not because right. we forget that. And I understand having to put food on the table, but. Right. So often we take our passion that we have, and all of us start with this passion in photography. We love it. We eat it. We sleep it. You know, mm-hmm. it's photography. It's it's we we're in love with it. Right. And then we think, okay, so now how am I going to make money at this? And all of a sudden, that passion takes that backseat to mm-hmm. how am I going to make money at this? And rightfully, you got to make money. You got to yeah. put food on the table. Yeah. Sorry, it's true. But you have to remember how to get back to that place mm-hmm. where, that we lose sight of sometimes. And the way to do that is to be a little forgiving at times and not make it always about money. Right. Make it about, this is from my heart to your heart. And th- in this instance, I had to do that. There yeah. was no if, ands, or buts about it. She she, she wept. I said, there's there's no way I'm not going to shoot this wedding. Yeah. I would have done it for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wanted her to feel like, okay, I need to pay something. So I let her make the call. Right. I did a blood oath after that. Do not spread the word that all I cost is fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> like I have your driver's license. <laughs> I know where you live. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So okay. No, going from that mm. right, and especially as wedding photographers and and out to any portrait photographer, we deal a lot with the emotion that we see people get out of our images. Yeah. Right. So this is a question we ask everyone. If you couldn't share your work with anyone, not your wife, not not your clients, anyone, would you still shoot? Yes. Because I'd share it with me. There you go. And and that's and it's funny. 
no, the answers are literally down the middle, yeah. right? Some people go, you know what? I, if I couldn't get that reaction and, and feel that energy, mm-hmm. it'd be like almost selfish. Yep. And I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. And then some people go, you know what? I, yeah, because if you think about it, especially nowadays, I still walk around, take pictures of my phone when I see something that speaks to yeah. me and no one yeah. ever sees it. Yeah. You know, so, so thank you. That's interesting. What I tell people is this. Go home. Take your favorite photos you've ever taken mm-hmm. out of the box, out of the album, whatever it is. Right. Go into your bedroom. Lock the door. Wait, wait, wait. Bring a glass of wine. Lock the door. <laughs> Turn on some music. Mm-hmm. I want you to earnestly study those images you love so much that you've taken. Eventually, you're going to find yourself in every one of those photos. Wow. Because there's no way you can hit that shutter and not leave a piece of yourself in the image. Mm-hmm. That's what's powerful about what we do. Yeah. Shit, Joe. You got me. Good. Right here. All right. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And honestly, that's that's why I do this. Yeah. I, I hear people, you. I tell people all the time, you know, and they ask me and the pressure is right. You go, yep. so you're making money, providing. Well, you know what? Right now it's a passion thing. And yep. I'll do it because it's amazing. Yeah. But I got to sit with people from every and not yep. just photographers, but yeah. as, as a photographer, I gotta have that intimate knowledge of what you know everyone goes goes through and to say yeah you have those moments like you said where where especially if you go in in a certain way yeah right yeah what's this gonna be yeah. i got i got 20 minutes what do you want yeah, yeah. and then you get that and you're just like oh, yeah like wow yeah and and it's nice, so cool nice music yeah in very the zen it's very zen in here yeah you know? I'm, I'm i was looking for the candles and the massage <laughs> table actually <laughs> Darn it, that's what little, I'm the little zen, hoping for. The little zen garden. Yeah, you know? the, the little water falling yeah. on the rocks. I like that too. So listen, Joe, thank you You're so welcome, much man. for taking the time out. It was awesome. And I hope you had a great time. We I had did. a great time awesome, talking man. with you. It was cool. Thanks. So last two questions. Where can people check out your stuff and learn more about what you do? Uh, JoeBusink.com. It's just my name. Uh, it's my website. It yeah, it's J-O-E-B-U-I-S-S. Ink.com. Awesome. Now, last but not least, who is someone that you would like to hear us talk to on the show? Hmm. There are so many uh, incredible people that are out there right now. And when you say somebody we're talking about in our industry right now, you know, I'm always, I'm on this ladder and, and all I want to ever do is to grab the person that's on the rung below me and push him up above me. Yep. And I got to tell you, there's the likes of Roberto Valenzuela that I would like to see continue to do what he's doing. There is Lindsay Adler. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. What an amazing human being she is. Is. Sue Bryce, uh, all these people, and I know Sue's already known through Creative Life and everything else she's doing on, on uh, me, social media. But um, yeah, there's a, a whole group of people that I think the young ones that are uh, up and coming that right. are phenomenal. Yeah. You know, yeah. So listen, Joe, thank you. You're welcome, man. Thank Thanks you again. Thanks for having me for here. Taking the time out. All right. All right. And uh, you know, I'll definitely uh, be seeing you around. You got it. All right, take care. Bye.